0: Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Fit and Free podcast. I'm sitting here at my desk and I have the microphone in my hand today. So normally I put it up on the stand so I'm feeling a little bit like a rock star. I don't know if anyone else was into like, you know, filming themselves and dancing and putting on shows as a kid. But that was absolutely me. So, bit of a vibe bringing out the inner child. It's always so much fun to do things that I really enjoyed as I was a kid and it's really really fun like bringing them out into like adulthood because like what at the end of the day you're still yourself except maybe you're, you know, 15 years older so what do you guys do to bring out that inner child how do you let yourself really you know come out of your shell and really be yourself and really you know vibe with your life I am so excited because I only have two weeks left being in Australia. To be honest, I am a little bit nervous traveling again. I don't know why I'm nervous. I've done it before, but I think it's just the travel time is a little bit daunting in terms of because we are flying to South Africa and we have to fly from Melbourne to Dubai and then to Dubai to Cape Town. Yep, we're flying into Cape Town. So I know it's just going to be like a really long flight and dealing with jet lag is hard. However, like most exciting time of my life. So I'm definitely not complaining about it, but definitely normalizing the struggle that comes along with traveling. This weekend, I'm super excited because my mum actually has bought a a van and (laughs) I literally have wanted to buy a van for so long. Like that's definitely a dream of my own is one day Niels and I to be traveling around in a van, like a decked out, super good, got all the bougie, you know, drawers and things. So this weekend we are stealing my mum's van and we're going up the coast. So super wholesome, super excited about that. I love working, I really do and I love content creation and I love, you know, sitting here and recording this podcast but in order for me to do that, I really need to tap out and the way that I do that is intentionally go out and spend time in nature and I know if I'm feeling a little bit irritated or if I'm not enjoying my work so much, it's because I'm not fulfilling one of my needs and I always go back to that and reflect on, okay, what am I not fulfilling right now? Is it my need for fun? Is it my need for variety? Is it my need for um, like trying something new? Is it my need for going out into nature? And that's why it's really important to understand yourself and knowing your own values and to be able to tap back into that. Anyway... that's got nothing to do with today's episode. So let's jump into that. Today's episode was really inspired from two conversations that I've had earlier today. The first conversation I had was with an amazing lady who it was a discovery call. So she could potentially be working together, but it was just, I always love to sit down with you guys and just have a chat to making sure that we are the right fit. She was doing all the things, right? She was exercising. She had a really beautiful relationship with food, but she just wasn't seeing the results that she wants. The other conversation I had this morning was with one of my clients who I've been working with over a year now, and oh my God, she is so inspiring, but she's doing all the things and she is getting the results. So both of these ladies were putting in pretty much exactly the same amount of effort, but one was achieving their goals and one wasn't, so that's why in today's episode I wanted to break down like kind of like the do's and the don'ts in relation to toning up the glutes and pretty much toning up to any. All these principles apply to any part of your body, but today specifically because I love programming for glutes, it's such a vibe and I really love it, and I've just seen so many good results. So today's episode is going to be really more so specifically on that. So it's going to be lots of information in this one. So if you do want to be training your glutes and getting the most out of it, I suggest you maybe take some notes because I'm going to be dropping some really tangible things that you can implement into your training straight away. So the first thing I want to break down is kind of like the type of exercise that these women were doing. One was doing group fitness and one was following an exercise program. And don't get me wrong, like I think group fitness is really, really good for so many different aspects in terms of it's really good to get people moving, like it's really good for community aspect, to make friends and connect with people. It's really, really good for like motivation because often it's fun, it's really exciting to train with other people. However, the problem with group fitness classes is that... It's not specific and it's not personalized to you and your goals. So if you have a specific goal that you want to achieve, it's like anything, right? Imagine if you wanted to achieve a certain thing, you wanted to get into a certain degree, you need a specific plan to get there. And that is exactly the same with your exercise. You need a tailored plan because think about it. How many types of exercise is there out there, right? There is running, there's jumping, there is hit training, there's strength training, there is endurance training, there's swimming, there is tennis, right? Like there is so many different types of exercise. So why would you not be choosing the exercise that is specific to your goals? So in the group fitness, you look at it and everyone is doing exactly the same thing. I used to be a trainer at a group fitness class back in the day, probably I would say about maybe like four years ago now, I was a group trainer and in the class, everyone walks in and you've got the age range, right? From like 18 to, you know, sometimes like 65, 70, like there is a massive age bracket that the people that are walking into the gym. And the exercise programming is programmed and everyone is doing exactly the same thing. Like picture yourself this, like, you know, maybe five years ago from where you are now versus like think about into the future five years from now is like you're going to be doing different things and you're going to be capable of doing different things. So therefore, like your exercise programming shouldn't look different depending on how old you are and how long you've been training for. Like I have clients from the age of 20 to about 45 and my 20-year-olds are not doing exactly the same thing as my 40-year-olds because it doesn't make sense, right? Like our joints are different, our strength levels are different, our range is different, what we can tolerate is different. So exercise programming should also look different. And the problem is in these group classes is comparison because you come in And you go in and you go to do your squats and you look at everyone around you and you see what they're lifting. And then as soon as you compare yourself, you're like, shit, well, I'm not as good as them because that's what they're doing. But hang on a minute. What about all the other factors? What about how long you've been training for? What about how old you are? What about your range of motion? What about your anatomy? So it can be such a little toxic place in terms of thinking that you're not good enough or you're not as strong enough as the other people. And so it takes a bit of the fun away from the exercise. The second problem with the group fitness is that you're always going in and doing something different. Now, this is a problem because we know the biggest driver of muscle hypertrophy is progressive overload. And in order to achieve a progressive overload, what you guys need to be doing is be doing the same thing each and every week and trying to beat it. A little bit each week whether that's in reps that's in weights whether that's in the range of motion so think about it how are you ever going to get better at something if you only do it once how are you ever going to get stronger if you're only doing it once how are you ever going to improve your muscular capacity and your muscular strength if you're continuously changing what you're doing the next problem with group fitness is the intensity that you're training at A lot of the time because these classes are so quick, right, like especially some you're doing these strength training sessions and you're spending like half the time just trying to find the weight and then all of a sudden someone else is using the weight that you want to use. So therefore you can't even use the weight that you need in order to get that muscle stimulus a lot of the time it's based on like doing as many reps as you can and then you're sitting there comparing yourself to somebody else and then you're trying to beat them and you're like the competitiveness comes out in you and you're like oh i need to do more reps than that person or um, i need to go as fast as that person so you forget about actually doing good technique you actually forget about training your muscles at the right intensity because then this becomes into this more so competitiveness In order to really see change in our muscles, we need to be training at that 8 out of 10 intensity, right? We need to be putting our muscles under tension. And the way to do that is through heavy loads. So hitting that 8 to 12 range, that muscle hypertrophy, and then lifting heavy enough that 12th rep is hard. And to know if you're training heavy enough, it's your last rep should be significantly slower than your first. If your last rep is the same speed as your first, that means your weights are not heavy enough and you're probably not going to be making significant change in your body. The next one with the group fitness is technique because, and I speak at this purely from experience, right? Like I was a trainer of these group gym and 30 people were coming into this session. Like, do you know how hard it is to keep an eye on 30 people at once? It is so hard. And, like, you're looking at one person and helping them with the deadlift and behind you someone's doing a barbell lunge and their, you know, hips are dropping and the knees are caving in and you're like, can't be in two places at once. So, yes, there is a trainer that's watching the room, but there's also a trainer walking around talking to people that are not really watching. (laughs) So... Literally, like, obviously one-to-one is always going to be better having that personalized someone watching you. But the next best thing is literally recording yourself. And then because I know one-to-one, you can't always have a personal trainer watching you. The next best thing is recording yourself and then sending that to someone who knows what they're talking about to give you feedback. It's so, so important for so many different reasons to have good technique on your exercise. Of course, the exercise physiologist is coming out on me here. And the first one is injury prevention, right? Like I've dealt and helped so many people with injuries, especially like back pain and hip pain. And one of the biggest causes of the pain is from poor movement patterns, So it's really, really important to be training through the full range of motion to make sure the exercise is efficient and then make sure that your joints are happy. And the next reason why it's really important to have good technique, of course, is to making sure you're using the right muscles during the right exercises. It's really, really common that people end up injuring themselves again is because Our stabilizer muscles get a little bit dormant and our global muscles like to take over. If we're constantly training like our big muscles, like our lats and neglecting like our rear delts and our rotator cuff, then that's where shoulder injuries come in. And that's when the imbalance happens. So in these group fitness classes, because we're just focusing on like, you know, going quick and fast and really, you know, burning lots of calories, it's not always programmed in a way that you're going to be hitting the right muscle groups. And this actually leads me perfectly in the next point because I really want to touch on the type of exercise during these classes. Because they're fast and they're lots of reps and often there are a mix of cardio, it's not the right type of exercise to be hitting your glutes. So... To define your glutes, what you need is muscle. It's the muscle that gets you the shape. And yes, muscle, it's definitely not going to make you bulky. So what you're doing is when you're, you know, jumping and doing all these reps, like I spoke about before, not training at the right intensity, all you're doing is burning off the calories that you need to grow your muscle tissue and training your cardiovascular system because like look when you think about it think about it logically like you're trying to get put tissue onto your body right muscle doesn't you know fat doesn't turn to muscle what happens is muscle builds from protein protein is the way that the muscle rebuilds itself through protein muscle synthesis so you need to be eating that consuming that through your diet so therefore your glutes actually grow if you're just burning off those, all the calories that you're eating, where is the muscles going to grow from? It's like Lego. It's like a building block. If you don't have the building block, then you're not going to see change. And then the one of the biggest things as well with group fitness and the last one here is you're not tracking your training. And this is something that if you're not doing already, I highly, highly suggest you start because... If you're not tracking your training, how are you going to remember what you did last week? Like I don't even remember what I had for dinner last night, let alone how much weight I lifted in my lateral raises or how many reps that I did. If you're not tracking your training, then you can't progressively overload because in order to progressively overload, you need to know what you did the week before because you need to beat it next week. So you need to know your rep. So say you did 11 last week, I need to do at least 12 this week. And if you didn't have that written down, how are you going to remember? If you don't have that progressive overload, you won't get two things. The first one is that sense of fulfillment you get when you see yourself and feel yourself getting stronger. There is nothing better than, you know, being able to do five times five ups with five kilos on your back. Three weeks later, you've progressed to five kilos with five push-ups with 10 kilos on your back. Like to be able to see the noticeable difference is number one, it's fulfilling because you're achieving something and you feel good about it. But the other thing is that you're actually feeling stronger and you can actually do more than what you were capable before. And that's pushing yourself to the edge, right? And that's actually getting better at something and growing. So yes, physically, absolutely. But then mentally as well. The cooler thing is, though, there's a high correlation between the stronger you are, the more muscle that you have, and therefore the leaner you're going to look. So if you focus in on actually tracking your training and seeing yourself getting stronger over time, then that's overall going to help you with your ultimate goal of toning in on your glutes. So the next one comes to exercise selection. I like to say it's the four exercise formula that you need to be doing one of each variation in order to get every head of your glute. And I didn't create this, of course. This is from Brett Contraeus. He is the glute guy. He is the guy that invented the hip thrust and he puts out so much good information on social media. Because there is three main glute muscles, the glute max, the glute medius, and the glute minimus, you need to be hitting them in different ranges of motion. So you need to be hitting them horizontally, vertically, and then laterally as well. So that's why you need all four of the exercises in order to train your glutes efficiently. So what are the four exercises? The first one is a squat and lunge variation. So things like barbell back squats, goblet squats front squats, Smith machine squats, hack squats, leg presses, barbell lunges, back stepping, forward stepping, dumbbell lunges, Bulgarian split squats, right? We can go on forever on that type of movement pattern the second is your deadlift variation so here we have your deadlifts romanian deadlifts single leg deadlifts you've got your b stance deadlifts you've got them with barbells you've got them with dumbbells the next is your hip thrust variation and that's exactly the same in terms of you can do it with a barbell you can do it with your hip thrust you can do single leg you can do b stance you can do heel elevated like it goes on and on on the variations you can do And then, of course, you've got your abduction movement. So that's things to the side. So that's your cable abduction. It's your crab walks. It's your seated machine abduction, things like that. So if your exercise programming is not including all variations, then we're not hitting all heads. So we're not going to be able to hit the upper glutes, the lower glutes, and then the glute max itself. The next important factor to think about when training the glute is frequency of training. Research suggests that you want to be hitting each main muscle group twice a week. So you need to be training your glutes at least two times a week, hitting all of those four movements. The next important factor, of course, is nutrition. So this is really, really important, of course, for what we spoke about before in terms of the building blocks of the muscle. If you're not getting in enough food and if you're not getting in enough protein, then you're not going to be able to get those lean muscle gains and the shape of your glutes. So to set up your nutrition, you need to be eating at maintenance or in a surplus. And if you're thinking you're going to get fat, you gain weight, well, then you really need to work on your relationship with food because... Food is fuel. Food is the thing that gives you the energy. Food is the thing that builds the muscle. And until you're able to move through that, you really won't be fully successful in the gym because as you get stronger, you need to be fueling your body more and more and more. Of course, we have to talk about protein. It's responsible for repairing the muscle after you break it down with your resistance training. So just quickly to work out your protein intake for the day, if this is the first episode you're hearing, because I've definitely done a lot of episodes talking about this before, But all you have to do is times your body weight by two. And that is the amount of protein that you need to be eating every single day. A quick side note, you have to understand that 100 grams of chicken is not 100 grams of protein. Food weight doesn't equal the macros in it. So you need to learn in and around macros and how much protein really is in 100 grams of chicken. That's more like 25 grams. Off the top of my head, I don't know if that's actually right, but something similar to that. Don't quote me. So we've talked about exercise selection, we've talked about frequency, we've spoken about intensity. Now we also need to touch on recovery because if we're not recovering, we're not going to see any change. And that is the. Biggest thing that is really holding a lot of women back because they're under this belief that they have to train six to seven times a week in order to see results. They have to be sweaty. They have to be working really hard. They have to be better than everyone else and, like, you know, that competitive edge, especially in those group fitness classes. But all that's really doing is putting your body under so much stress. You have to remember, exercise is a form of stress on the body. So when you're exercising, adrenaline is released cortisol is released so that is something the body has to adapt to the body doesn't like to be in a stressful state remember so that's why your recovery is so, so important. And when I say recovery, it's not just taking rest days. Of course, that is really important. But the other things in terms of recovery is your sleep. How many hours of sleep are you really getting a night and how quality is that sleep? I had a rude awakening when I, because I thought I was a good sleeper. Like I got to bed at 8.30. Yes, grandma, whatever, call me that. However, I started tracking my sleep and it turns out that apparently my sleep length was okay, but like the quality of my sleep. So I was only getting, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I, when I saw it, I was like, oh my God, you need to focus on this a little bit more. So I put some attention into it and I definitely noticed a difference in my life, right? Like I wasn't waking up groggy and I wasn't waking up tired and I wasn't waking up sluggish. I actually felt like I had a good sleep. So Guys, that is normal. That's how we should be waking up and feeling every single day. So that's a really good self-reflection piece on like how good is my sleep actually? <laughs> um, let me know if you want me to do an episode on how I was able to do that. Um, another thing I want to add here is Apple Watch, like our tracker on our wrist is not the most accurate in terms of tracking our sleep and our exercise and things like that. What is really effective is an aura ring. That is definitely something that I have put on my wish list and I'm probably going to buy it for myself this year. But that is, I'm pretty sure it's the best way of tracking your sleep. And it's such a good, important measurement to be thinking about. The next is stress levels that little voice inside your head that's whether it's stressing about, you know, doing things right, it's stressing about food all the time, it's constantly thinking about what you're going to eat, it's constantly thinking about how you haven't made it to the gym, it's constantly thinking about the work email, it's constantly thinking about what your boss said to you, it's constantly thinking about, you know... All the things, all the noise, I like to say, in our heads, all the stories that we're telling ourselves, all the things that we're trying to protect ourselves from, that is so important when it comes to our health and fitness and especially in around training our glutes. And it's something that we definitely don't think about because it's always about the food and it's always about the exercise. But hang on a minute, let's think about our mental state because our energy is the thing that's going to be able to get us to the gym. It's the thing that's going to keep us excited. It's the thing that's going to be able to make us push hard in the gym. And if we're not pushing to our optimal level, to that optimal state, then we're probably not really getting the most out of our exercise. So that's why our stress management is so important to be actually thinking about so instead of thinking about our nutrition all the time and thinking about i'm eating too much or i'm thinking about am i eating the right thing why don't we start tracking things that actually will play a vital role in our success things like tracking your sleep things like tracking your training things like tracking your stress things like your self talk how are you speaking to yourself every single day That is the stuff that is going to be able to help you to reach your goals. The next thing I wanted to speak to today is your mindset. And this plays such a, such a big role, like I just spoke about in the recovery aspect, but it's being able to channel your focus into strength rather than making yourself smaller. Because as soon as I was able to shift my focus into getting strong and not skinny because for so long I was trying to get skinny was when I was really able to see that muscle definition and that tone. Because my intention went elsewhere. It was no longer about how many calories I could burn, how many calories I could burn in a whole entire day. My intention wasn't constantly checking my watch. It wasn't, you know, checking did I burn over 2500 calories today because if I didn't burn that much then that means I wasn't going to be able to reach my goal I started focusing on getting stronger in the gym and focusing on pbs and focusing on lifting heavier and focusing on that and when I did that oh my god my body changed so quickly literally from the time that I was doing group fitness no joke it was like probably like three years then I started strength training Someone was writing a program for me. I had a coach. That was my first ever exercise programming coach. He was a strength and conditioning coach. He was really great. My body changed so quickly in six months. It was ridiculous. And I was like, people need to know about this. Why isn't everyone doing this? (laughs) Uh, So yes, being able to change your mindset to food is fuel and food is the thing that you need to train and to be able to show up for yourself and to be able to get stronger rather than skinnier rather than smaller is really going to help you with that mentality because it's being able to remain consistent and if we're constantly, you know, self-sabotaging in terms of, oh, I've eaten too much then I have to restrict, that restriction is then going to change your training. You're not going to then be able to train hard enough because you restricted yourself because of that mindset. So that's why that mindset is really, really important to be thinking about all the time. And the last thing that I wanted to speak to today, and this is a big one, especially with new years, like just past and setting goals and things like that is number one urgency and number two time because we put so much pressure on ourselves needing a certain thing in a certain way and we want it straight away we lack patience because we're like oh we want to do this and I really want to achieve this which is a good thing because that's where our motivation and drive come from but it also can be in our Achilles heel because we are ultimately we're conditioned like I was literally watching YouTube just before and came up Actually, no, it wasn't an ad. It was a TV segment on the Today Show explaining this new revolutionary drug to, that is going to be prescribed for managing obesity. So people taking this pill in order to help them lose weight. Like, are you freaking kidding? Like, this is what we're seeing in front of us on the TV. So, of course, these are the, like, quick fixes that the people are like, oh, I don't have to do any work. I can just, you know, do nothing and lose weight. Of course. Then I can spend time on doing other things and I don't have to think about anymore. Hello, what about our health? (laughs) What about... Feeling freaking amazing what about eating enough micronutrients what about like preventing lifestyle disease what about our energy levels what about like you know just being that all-around vibe so then it creates that mindset of this urgency and this oh if I just did this then that like if I just did this eight week shake then I'll just have my dream body and then I'll be happy but the problem is is that yeah sure you'll get your results in eight weeks but the way you did that was not how you live your life until you're able to get the results by living your life in a way that you could see doing it for the rest of your life is then you're going to be able to get the results because you can't just copy this diet for eight weeks and then expect to be able to maintain it when you haven't changed any of your habits. I digress here. I was talking about time and urgency because the thing is, is when we put so much pressure on a time period, it's the whole wedge shred thing that when we put such a high amount of pressure on ourselves, is also often comes a lot of disappointment because we're like, oh, we're not good enough. We're not good enough. We're not good enough. Instead, like give yourself more time. Give yourself two years. Give yourself three years because good things take time. Because the thing is, with our health and fitness journeys, we expect it to be lose weight, lose weight, lose weight, lose weight, lose weight, especially like you sign up to a coach, you get this program, you're super motivated, super excited and like you're super disciplined for the first three weeks and then it gets hard because, you know, the motivation is gone, the excitement is gone and then you're like, oh my God, now like this is, I have to do this day in, day out and it's hard, changing your habits is hard. And then we have this expectation that things are just going to go perfectly, like we're going to lose weight, lose weight, lose weight, lose weight. But the whole thing is, the reality is that it doesn't work like that. Sustainable weight loss journeys and achieving your body goals is not linear. It's more like achieving something, achieving, is achieving something, and then something goes terribly wrong and you feel like everything is ruined, progress is ruined. Then you start achieving, achieving, achieving again, and then it goes down again. You get triggered or something happens. Then it goes up, 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 and then down. The thing is you need to learn how to ride the waves of the down because if you're not learning how to ride the waves of the down, then you're going to give up. You're not going to be successful. and You're not going to ride it out. So what we need to do is normalize that these journeys are not linear and you're going to have some really good days and you're going to have some really bad days and you need to learn how to ride through the bad in order to be able to achieve the good. Especially like for an example, the perfect example of this is riding it out through our menstrual cycle, like through our follicular phase, like we're so excited. We've got so much energy and we can train really hard and then it changes into our luteal phase and then we're a little bit more inwards and we're definitely, we don't have as much energy and we definitely can't train as hard. So then what do you do? You make it mean about something about yourself. You're like, oh, I can't train as hard as I did last week. So I'm not good enough. I'm failing. I'm not seeing results. Hello, (laughs) self-sabotage. So that's why it's really, really important to remove time and remove the urgency and to instead replace it with consistency. Because over six months, over one year, over two years, that's where you're going to see the results. It's all about managing the emotions and learning how to ride with it. So guys, that is a wrap of the episode. If this was helpful and you enjoyed it, if you could please take five minutes of your time to please quickly write me and a review in the Apple podcast. And if you loved it even more and you feel like more women should hear it, please, please, please share it on your Instagram story. Just so you are all aware, applications for the next round of the Fit and Free Academy are closing on the 28th of January. So if you want to start seeing results, if you want a personalized plan and actually, you know, start training specifically for your goals and, you know, if you're sick of putting in all the hard work and not having nothing to show for it, then this is it. If you want to apply, the link is through my Instagram bio. Like always, guys, I appreciate you all so much. Thank you so much for being here and I will see you all in the next.